0: Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm
1: Jessica, a wife, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life,
0: and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Jess? Well, Kel,
1: I got some bad news and I think I need to set aside some time today to cry
0: because I like to lock it down. Now I'm going to be sad. A girl that Gabby went. Went to preschool with, died. Oh, no. And I think it's just, I want to
1: cry about it because she was 15. It's so terrible. It's terrible, and it's not like we were really close to this family or that Gabby's experiencing the loss. But I just, it just makes you think about, feel terrible for that family. You feel terrible for the family, you know? So these girls went to school together, you know, and we've just seen them around through the years. And her little sister, Gabby was a lot closer to the little sister. She was just really tiny. And so Gabby would carry her around, even though they were like a year apart. Gabby would carry her. And Dominic ended up going to school with the younger sister a little bit. And so it's just she had a pulmonary embolism. And so we asked Justin what that was this morning. And it's a blood clot in the lung. But she didn't feel well and went to the doctor. She had a cold and then they were like, you need to go to the ER right now. And so, you know, like Justin said, it, she could have just had trouble breathing and they thought it was a cold and it could have been, you know, the blood clot the whole time. It could have been COVID. It could have been a cold, you know, just such a, you know, kind of freak occurrence. So
0: when she went to the hospital, were they able to treat her? She had a cold. She went to the doctors. He told her to go to the ER
1: right away she wasn't even there a day and had the pulmonary embolism so it was very fast and it's just it's terrible i'll show you her picture like she was just such a personality and and so it's just it's terrible it's terrible and anyway it's
0: home it does make you just to me it makes me think about really when you said that it makes me think about even my kids because of brian's blood clot issue he had two years ago where it's like a genetic blood disorder and we haven't had them tested when now you're like saying that when i hear these things i think about how i can prevent it for myself and my family you know it's like what happened what do they do
1: immediately want to look at what you can control right yes for me it's more like are we really like talking about wes's fucking test
0: you know what i mean like yeah, right. Like, like really, I'm you... upset
1: about Gio's reading level. You know, I don't know. It's just, like, grab your kids and hug them. And yeah, we don't know how we have or, like, think about we have multiple wars happening right now. The death toll of children is in the thousands. You know, just kind of thinking, OK, let me, like, shift to gratitude. And it reminds me, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is, you know, I really loved how to talk to your teens so your teens will listen, et yes. cetera, the long title. So I got a lot of Joanna Faber's books, and I got How to Talk When Kids Won't Listen, Whining, Fighting, Meltdowns, Defiance, and Looks Other Challenges of Childhood. Looks a lot childhood.
0: thicker. Looks a lot thicker than the other books.
1: And I love the audibles so much. I love Joanna reading. this. The co-author with this one is Julie King, and so they're friends. It seems like their kids had a lot of playdates. This is just, to me, it's like problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. And so just to give you some examples that immediately are helping in my life, I need to reframe how I've been describing Giovanni because I think I should say I have not been parenting my third child appropriately. And as soon as I identify his feelings immediately, we have had no issues in the past two weeks and also I know in the previous mom talk I talked about him failing reading and I, I feel like I laid down the groundwork of identify his feelings identifying his feelings over and over again that when he failed another test and admitted that he wasn't reading the test the teacher was able to completely troubleshoot and he got a hundred Mm-hmm. on his last reading test. And now his grade went from a C to a B. And it was because he was able to tell me that he wasn't reading and just guessing because I had been not reacting to him. And so the other thing I wanted to touch on in this book, giving them the fantasy when they can't have the reality. Yes, yes. So we went to California for a tournament. Justin and I and my two older children and, and Giovanni, my youngest, stayed with mom and dad. Giovanni mm-hmm. has never liked school. He has hated school since he was three. He has said he hated school. And I don't know why dad did this. I think, you know, dad loves his grandchildren so much and wants to make them happy. But he doesn't realize. I, I don't and know if he's sequences. messing around or what. But he told Gio that Gio could go to homeschool because dad works from home. And so he come to their house and be homeschooled. So Gio is like very excited with this plan comes to me and he's like, I'm just going to go on the days I don't want to go to school. I'll just stay home with Papa. And these are my things. And like now he hates Spanish. And so Wednesdays are the days that he's going to stay home. And I've been having to do like damage control all week. The way that it's set up right now is that you're either in school or you're homeschool. You know, there's not an option. You don't That's just right. like skip yeah. school the day you don't feel like school. And then he's like, why? So it's just created. This whole thing, again, of us going around and round and round about hating school. So last night, a couple of things that, that I did the fantasy. So one, he was really hungry. I picked him up and I had to go drop Gabby off somewhere. And he was like pissed. I said, we got to go drop Gabby off. And he was like, we passed the house, exit for the house. He's like, why would you pass the exit? And I was like, you know, I don't even want to be in the car either. I wish I could. Teleport. If I had one power, I would teleport, and then I could just—if I held your hand, I could teleport you, and I would teleport Gabby, and I would teleport you to go get food. And I was like, "What power do you want?" And he immediately shifted and told me his power, and I was like, "And what power would you want?" And I was like, "I would want a hundred thousand dollars transferred to my bank account every morning." And he was like, <laughs> "I go, what power would you want?" Never said a word the rest of the ride. I mean, it was insane. And then he was like, "I hate school. I don't want to go to school. I'm going to stay home with Papa on Wednesday because I hate." Spanish. And then I was like, wouldn't that be cool if we could do whatever we wanted? And I could wave a wand. And he totally, I mean, I don't know if you get in battles of the will with your children, but I have with both the boys. And instead of battling, you know what I mean? I've just been like, I wish I could take all your homework away with my powers. And it completely
0: stops the struggle. And he's completely changed. Is that amazing? It is amazing. And I think that that is really awesome that after decades of books you're reading. <laughs> I know. You found something that works. And I, I know. I think the hardest part about parenting, I think, too, is every kid is so different. And so yeah. you yeah. having a third is, you know, another different like parental yeah. approach, which creates a lot more of a challenge. So that's awesome. I have tried I've been trying the fantasy as well. Definitely your fantasies are much better than mine. I was just like, oh yeah, you know, I bet you wish you didn't have to do X, Y, or Z or whatever. Right. Like, I, I'm trying to feed into it, but I like your ideas. Those are you like- You got to go crazy. Yeah, those you are really yeah. radical, and extreme then- <laughs> fantasies.
1: That's well, perfect, especially for one smaller is, kids. I think it, because Young I had kids. to hear it a second time because this book is for all ages. So they gave examples- you know, from ages two through high school. And so that's maybe giving me more ideas for my younger. But that connecting and summarizing their feeling, I'm still working really hard on because I notice for my older's, I want to fix it. You know, Dominic was really upset when he was talking about his teacher and he was just really complaining about this history assignment. And I was just like, that seems really overwhelming. You know, like I was trying to not that I was trying to fix it, I don't know, but I'm trying to just identify the feeling, identify the feeling, identify the feel- feeling. And and I think, like you said, after reading all the parenting books, I just think maybe I just need to constantly be listening to a parenting book to keep me in the mode because obviously
0: That's true too. I'm not perfect it's, and we'll take a step back. <laughs> sometimes I felt like even when I was working, like in consulting or something, or if I had like yeah. a big business meeting yeah. where I feel like I have to be on my A game, it was like, I would just listen to podcasts or before you go to a job interview, yeah. listen to podcasts on, it's like having those things be top of mind regularly. Yes. So, yeah, that's a good yeah. point.
1: And you and I have talked about education a ton. Your oldest, Wes, just took the test to see where he can place for the various high schools. So his
0: future would be yeah. is basically is, yeah. hinged upon him getting a 90 percent on an entrance exam or yeah. he can go to just like mediocre schools.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's this chapter is called Homework Hassles. And it talks about the battle of homework. And it gives so many concrete examples of what to do. And they give a lot of research to suggest that homework does not help children at all. And it actually sometimes hinders them. And so there were several examples in that chapter of talking to the school and not doing the homework. So this one mom gave an example that her daughter loved to read and read a lot. And then as soon as they had to do a reading log, it became a battle, and the daughter stopped reading and hated reading. And so she met with the teacher and was like, we're not going to do the reading log anymore. And the teacher was like, that's totally fine. And she said it took, like, weeks before her daughter started reading again. And then there was another chapter where the son had 60 minutes of homework a night. She had to go to the school and have a teacher conference, and they said that you could make A's on all of your tests and everything like that, but if you don't hand in your homework, it will impact your grade so much you'd have to repeat the grade.
0: Yeah, there's there are a couple schools, a couple private schools. So the public schools here in Chicago have definitely gotten away from homework.
1: Yeah, here and too. in all
0: reality, anytime Beckett brings home homework, it's because aside from reading, it's because he didn't maybe get it done in class During or maybe something school. happened that day.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: he typically does not have homework. I would say mm-hmm. West. I mean, I think the public schools around here have kind of, especially since COVID. At least I'll say a majority, I'm not gonna say all of them. I have found that a lot of schools have homework, which I think is a lot of busy work. And I hear about kids staying up till nine and ten to do homework. That's absolutely horrible. On the flip side, I don't feel that Wes has is as proficient in some things, particularly regarding math. I think math takes a lot of reps to master things. And there was a teacher that he had who was really great and one of our favorites, but he was very much like, if you if you can do four of these problems or something, you don't have to do the whole sheet. Just do enough that I know you know how to do it and we'll move on to something else. In theory, that might be okay, but because you don't have that, that solid building block, I don't feel like it's like he, some math concepts he had not mastered. And then you move to the next grade level and it's that thing challenge more challenging and that thing more challenging and so i do feel like they could use more reps on math i think they move through it too quickly but but i think it's two different things
1: one that you're just across the board like gabby had this for years 16 pages of homework a night just across the board not even like it ends like up like let's say your it's kids work. Super, right it's and so to me yeah Versus like, so what is interesting is our kids have blended learning and they have regardless of the school they've gone to, but blended learning is online computer learning that is set at your pace. So they are in, they do I ready reading and I ready math and Gabby did I ready reading at another school. So I ready math, but I ready math is you take a, they take four tests a year and it sees where you're at. And if you keep getting it right, it makes it harder. What is that called? It's the. So intuitive. I don't know. Anyways, if you keep getting them right, it makes it harder, and if you keep getting it wrong, it makes it easier, and it adjusts to where you are. And so that's an individualized learning program. So we have that. We have ST Math, and we have Reflex, which is really like the math facts, right? Knowing all the families and addition, all the families and subtraction, multiplication, division. So our school gives the children two hours a day to do those four things, and. Parents have been complaining that the homework is too much, but it's not homework. They need to be doing it in the classroom. And so we've been working a lot with Giovanni about getting it done in the classroom. But really, technically, if they did all that, all they have is 20 minutes of reading every day and they would not have anything else. But that to me is very individualized. So, like if you're saying for Wes, if he's struggling, you could just say, Hey, do a little bit more already math when you come home. Not struggling, but if you felt like he needed that reinforced.
0: Yeah. So every time you've talked about, the curriculum that your kids have at the school, I've always been really impressed. The ability to do individualized learning through that kind of a platform is a really great benefit of where technology in the classroom can be really powerful. And I think in the public school system, they do not we don't have that right now, at least in Chicago. And I think that would be really fantastic because I think the biggest challenge with my children is the pace of learning and every kid right the pace yeah. of learning and figuring out what the what the right kind of core pace is but then the ability to almost like complement that or supplement it with more individualized learning yeah. in a way that the kids can excel or slow down depending on what it is and so that is really hard in a lot of schools because i don't think the teachers have the tools to do that and so you're fortunate that you have a school that has funding and probably has great instructional designers and people focused on the right curriculums for the kids. But like right now, Beckett has these assignments to write about what he's reading. So he tests high on reading tests. He tests high on writing. He's great at spelling. But what he has a very, very hard time doing, which is like his blind spot right now, is reading a book, reading a chapter, reading a couple pages, and thinking about what he just read And then writing down a thought about that. First of all, I think it's crazy fucking advanced for a 9 and 10-year-old child. And I don't know where these other kids in Rebecca's class are landing on this, because supposedly this is a teacher that's really challenging. But he won't write, Jess. He will not write. I'm like, why don't you just write, I like this chapter. I like this girl. I don't know what to write. You're supposed to do these jots. So I bought on Teachers Pay Teachers for $2. Yeah this bookmark thing that was like sentence starters. I was like, look through that list, pick one, start with that. I think I've talked about this one being a struggle, but you know what, Jess, what he needs is a damn teacher to just sit right next to him for five minutes, maybe less and say, Hey Beck, what'd you read about? Well, I don't know. Let's pick one of these sentences. What do you think one sounds good? Oh, that one. Why do you think that one sounds good? Oh, because I read about blah, blah, blah. That's a great sentence. Why don't you go ahead and put that down in your notebook? It's all somebody needs to do because that's what I'm doing at home. Yeah. I'm not telling him what to write. You just encourage him. But he doesn't get any of that encouragement because the teacher has however many kids. And I just don't think she can spend that much time with them. It's frustrating. That's the downside of the public.
1: Well, it depends. Nevada has this whole thing read by three, which is read by third grade. And we're a state charter school. So we still have to go by the Nevada standards what is that what said, blazer
0: so. you have on this is what i was telling you about. oh i love but, it but this kelly it's knit oh i love that Jess. that's really adorable it, it looks knit. kind of like is it like houndstooth it's, it's nine west yes yep and that's from every tooth no but every just
1: posted a jacket exactly like this and the woman had the sleeves rouge like this super Great. cute love it and i wasn't sure about it anyway yeah so uh So Giovanni has had to do a reading log second grade that said beginning, middle, and end. And now they have a reading log, and it just says reflections or whatever. And Giovanni is struggling with similar to what Beckett is doing. Like, if he has to think of it himself, he's very pissed off about it. So our teacher said to help reinforce that at home, she sent us a whole bunch of reading prompts. If you could rule the world, what would you do? And just have him write I know they say three sentences, but if he felt like two, two sentences. And then he started this story with like all of the animals. So every day he would add two sentences to the story. So just to get him to make something from nothing. But I don't know
0: for Beckett if it's a comprehension thing. I think what it is is that he's kind of like an engineering mindset. The world is very black and white. He loves math, right? It's a yes or a no. He's very creative. In writing, he has this view that there's a right and a wrong, and he likes to be perfect in some ways. And so I'm probably not articulating this well, but it has something to do with the fact that he is afraid to even get started because he knows he's not very good. Mm, yeah. And so it's yeah. trying to overcome that. And I just Developing like you don't...
1: perseverance because life has been so easy for him. Has he developed that? Yes, and something around that I think is the issue.
0: But like he, even he came home yesterday. I was like, okay, let's get going, right? And he was supposed to write these jots like every week in his notebook. He didn't write them for two weeks. I was like, why didn't you write anything? He was like, well, I couldn't think of anything to write. Well, it
1: thinks it makes me go back to this book where they were saying they had this great thing about like their brains might not be where this yes. one-size-fits-all approach. This was, yes. So can you talk to the teacher and say, hey, listen, we're really working on it. We're going to do three jots a week. So I just like that. I know, oh, I just want to try that back getting to the marked. book. Well, right, where it's just kind of like, can, we're going to do three a week. That's, and what I that's told And that's just him. what we're going to do. Well, I was like, like, do you want to do, yeah.
0: yeah. do, do four a week or three a week? Yeah, three a week? Okay. exactly. Okay, so I was like, here's the, the thing. Choices. And I, it's trying to figure out how to motivate. Would he type it? And that's an example they gave in
1: the book, too. Like, they said everything had to be written. But the kid got excited about typing, so she called the school and said he's going to do half in typing and half whatever. Maybe you could teach him AI, get him on one of those AIs, and be like, you got to give if you give three sentences, it will make a story for you. And maybe that would get him excited with the black and white engineering thing. Like you need to give I'll five think descriptive about words. Giving me
0: some great ideas, I will think Sorry. about it. Okay, I, he has a parent teacher conference this week. Wow, here's the happens. thing though jess here's what's messed up like so the teacher emails I was like he's not doing anything he gets in trouble for all these couple of the things from the teacher so we've had oh, a lot of no. back and forth we with have the a teacher, teacher that
1: doesn't like him
0: and no i think she likes him but um, expects more out of him and i think oh, okay. he gives zero f's about some of this stuff <laughs> so anyway here i am panicked you know me and my anxiety his grades are tanking we take video games away from him he's got to improve he doesn't do jack so it's was like, he lost video games because he's not doing writing. What is he doing at school? Not writing. <laughs> he just yeah. quits doing it. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I talked to him yesterday and he came home and we have to do this one like big letter and he's already finished it. He's did great. He whined about it, but he got it done. I just gave him a bowl of popcorn with it. And so eating while I doing it worked. But anyway, found out he has a B. I was like, why am I worrying? I, yeah. if, if it's all this struggle and he's challenged yeah. with this and that's a B.
1: Jesus. also wrote a couple things. If he's black and white like Dominic, and they have these jots, but they're not being graded, why would he give a fuck?
0: I think he's kind of that way. Because they were
1: supposed to do a book report a month at Montessori, and Dominic did it. And then he noticed that all these kids weren't doing it, and they weren't graded. And so he was like, why would I do any of it? So number one, I think he's like, what's the point? Number two, in this book that I won't stop talking about... (laughs) I want to like copy this chapter for you about the homework, because when you said the snack thing, they talk about, do you want to have a snack with the homework? Do you want to listen to music? You know, if you're trying to do those things. You know what I mean? It's like you're trying to do yeah. it, but maybe with more input from him, that brainstorming. OK, like you said, give him the choice. Do you want to do three? Or do you want to do four? You want to have popcorn with it? OK, great. We'll do popcorn. We do writing. Is there a music you want to listen to? But they say that if the kids have more of the input. Input. And then that's gonna be more likelihood they're gonna do it. So, anyways, that they have that whole chapter, and I just think you and I are psycho about education. We're fifty percent listen to their feelings, fifty percent you have to get an A,
0: yes, or
1: you'll be a failure and live in a cardboard box. Yes, like if Wes is isn't given get a ninety after today's test, I'm worried about the rest of his life, and he may not ever buy a house. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm just saying, right? That's I our know. distorted narrative about this craziness it's
0: it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous i hope i really hope that everything i have done up to this point for him and his test prep really really pays off because honestly i think brian would back me up on this i have put a lot of work into this for this high school entrance exam I'm looking at his test results. I'm analyzing what questions he's asking. It's the mental load. And what's so funny is
1: I wanted to laugh and I just, I think I put a love, but we have a text loop between you, me, mom, and Wes. And Wes never, ever interacts. He chimes in like once a
0: month. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not, I don't even know if that often. But, anyways, so I thought you wrote, I finished my test. I really (laughs) did. And I thought you were like joking because this has been your whole life for the past few years. And so I was going to, like, call you and be like, oh, my God, I'm glad you finished this. And then I was like, wait, that actually was that. But I felt the same way, like, with Gabby and the college stuff and all the things are, like, all the things. And when people talk about the mental load, nothing against our partners, but, like, are you serious? Like, I feel like I want to be like, listen, when they get into college, they need to write a speech just to me and be like, (laughs) Mom, I know you worked a job, but also, like,
0: All the stuff we're doing. Yeah. I was just talking to my friend, Alisa, whose son is a senior in high school this year. And he is super, super smart, but he wants to play baseball as well. And he was having a hard time finding a school that was like up to snuff for him academically that he thought he could like be there and play baseball. It would be a D3 because
1: D3s are like really good academically. Well, yes,
0: Anyways. but he wanted to, it had to be big, and heavy IV. engineering. Okay. And then like he's a he's a strong baseball player, but he's not like a varsity starter at this stage. Right. But he loves baseball. He's a fantastic kid. And he wanted to keep playing. And he's a great player. He's yeah. just super competitive in Chicago, too. Like if he if he was in Hutchinson, Kansas, totally different ballgame. Anyway, so this has been going on for months. He's a senior. And here he has like a five point whatever GPA, like crazy smart. And so he finally narrows it down. He wasn't happy about some of these schools. He narrows it down to this one out in California. They reach out to the baseball because there's all these crazy hoops for athletics, right? You have this read through with the coach. You have to get an appointment with the coach that will do a read through. And I don't know what those are. They like read through your stats or something. Anyway, the coach. Essentially, getting an interview with a coach is like a big get. And then getting past that, that the coach is like, yes, we want you means like you still have a 50-50 shot of getting accepted into the school. So this is a really prestigious school, very difficult to get into. He's crazy smart, probably not going to be a problem, but he wanted to do baseball too. And he wasn't sure if he's going to like the baseball team, all this stuff, right? Well, so I'm hearing this for like months with Elise. I keep getting updates. And anyway, he got in he got in far enough that he visited there this weekend and he loved it no it's in Pasadena it is Caltech anyway it's a crazy heavy engineering science bio Mm -hmm. school Mm -hmm. and it so it was like right up his alley of what he was looking for plus he could play baseball there and so he fell in love with it and she just said oh my gosh you know I could just tell like he said mom these are my people and Her and I often talk because her kids are really, really smart. And as much as I'm jealous of her having crazy smart kids, I realize that everybody has their struggle. And her struggle was the opposite. You know, like her struggle is like her kids are so focused on academics and like superiority that like they don't know always like how to be a kid or they're too serious or there's all this stuff. And so like she's just Mm. like constantly worried about them. Anyway, I was so happy because I know she has spent so much. The first time I met her, I was like, whoa. You are a lot, girl. She was telling me all the spreadsheets she had on all the baseball programs and all the colleges and what's this and what's that. And I was like, Jesus. Now I'm like, tell me more. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it seems like it's a little different here because the club ball teams rule. And like when you're in
0: 18, you hear it's all about getting into college here. And I don't think the clubs, at least the baseball clubs, are as hands-on in the recruiting experience it's really all falls on the parents in chicago in chicago yeah now granted like if you're you're, like you know if you're like top 10 baseball player in the city i'm sure people are calling you it's
1: interesting depending on the coach like her coach has a lot of relationships with colleges and if it's a college that she knows she'll totally like call free or do whatever yeah so anyways that's all crazy
0: i have been trying to because both of my children plan to be professional athletes. Yeah, They don't really have other academic or job aspirations. And yeah. so I was trying to tell Wes about how you need to get a college degree because like if you get injured, you're going to need to get a job. And I was like, Corey Miner, my dad always tells a story about Cory Miner from Notre Dame who bought all the Domino's pizza franchises in certain areas. And other athletes who got into making investments and things, because Notre Dame is a heavy finance university, yeah. and so a lot of the football players had finance degrees, and so they ended up pursuing some other like finance or real estate or all those things. And so I was like trying to tell Wes, like you're gonna need to choose like a major, because I'm trying to figure out like well, what yeah. he's interested in.
1: A couple of things on that. Number one, Dominic was just gonna go right to the MLB. We don't have to worry uh,
0: college. I'm just gonna oh. right
1: that he's gonna get drafted. Mm. Until several people crushed his dreams, and now he's, now he's gonna get a degree of some sort. But you know, does Truity, he know what he wants we, to do? Truity, where we took our an tests. Yeah, Truity has a whole bunch of career tests. I had my Girl Scouts do it, and I had Gabby do it. So fun. So oh, I'll look into that. One, That's awesome. One, they have a career database where you can just look. And so Gabby gets pissed because it keeps trying to put her as a teacher or a nurse, and mm. so we kept clicking. So you'll click and it will say, this is what a nurse says. And then on the left, it will say similar jobs. So we were clicking, 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 and she wants to make a lot of money. And that's how she found Physical Therapist because she loves science. She's super sporty and she wants to make good money. And so I had her take, they have like, and I did all the free ones. I had her take like four free ones just to see what the results were. So that might be fun. They take that the ASVAB, but we've decided not to take it because I remember being pissed about my ASVAB score. So... Do you remember taking the Asbab in school? I think it said I should be a flight attendant or something. It's like a vocational sim- similar thing. But like if she took it at school, she'd miss classes and be responsible for that work. And so we did it with Truity. So anybody out there, Truity has a whole bunch of different We can put that on our show notes notes too, Jess. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. And so that's fun. I feel like a terrible mother. So I need to talk to Dominic more about what he said because I don't remember. But yeah, I got to think about what
0: Well, is there also this pressure? The the messages that we're getting now because now that we're moving into high school is about getting to college. And so the messages for that are like, building out your kid's resume, doing a lot of service, just doing a lot outside of the classroom. Is there that message? Yeah. If you want your child to
1: play collegiate sport here in Las Vegas, you start a profile of your child on social media, on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. Freshman year, you write a list of 100 colleges when it go to. Sophomore year, you start emailing them. Anytime you email colleges or they want your profile, they want to know everything. Gabby has to always give her GPA and what she wants to study. So here by 14, 15, you need to be saying what you're going to major in and what you're going to study. So colleges now don't look at test scores anymore, which I think is kind of nice. They look at all of the things, right? And also it's my understanding that if you're a collegiate athlete, you're kind of put in a different pile you're not necessarily in the general pile of applicants so it's just very different yeah yes you have to get in the school but to me because i was looking at like acceptance rates and there was a school williams college which is this adorable adorable little school on the east coast and their acceptance rate is like four (laughs) percent and so she talked to her coach about her coach is like don't look at acceptance rates it's just different for athletes so Whatever that means. But here they have, which I want Dom to do, Maxwell is in. It's Young Men's Service League. YMSL. And it's like you just do a whole bunch of service and community service and stuff like that. Because Gabby's in Girl Scouts, doing community service. Because she's in Confirmation, she has to do community service. And then now for National Honor Society, she has to do community service. So,
0: yeah, Wes has... Like 15 hours he has to finish this year for eighth grade, which he already has most done. And apparently he's going to possibly be a crossing guard for the rest of the school year. I was like,
1: that's awesome, great.
0: So try not to get run over.
1: Didn't you love being a crossing guard? You don't remember being a crossing guard?
0: I know, but is it in Chicago with crazy people who will run over you?
1: And Holy Cross, you would get your vest. And go oh, the yeah, that was a real, and that, that was, was like, like a, a
0: mm-hmm, big thing. I never got to be that, Jess. I think maybe once, because I was only there, like, part of my sixth grade well, year. Well, because
1: remember, that's the, that's the tragic story of us moving on my birthday. Yes. November. What, girl you didn't make friends right away and join Crossing Guard? In the By the way, school we had there. I
0: was thinking we moved right before Halloween.
1: No, no, it was right before Thanksgiving.
0: Because we had
1: my skating party.
0: I remember trick-or-treating by myself, unless I trick-or-treated by myself when I was in seventh grade. That was what I was trying to work through, which could have been the case. Okay, what was your costume? When but you we lived on Pinot. I went trick-or-treating by myself on Pinot. Not with me? Nope, by myself.
1: You just walked I went around to like,
0: by yourself? I went, I went to by two him. houses and it was like, I'm a loser. And I went back <laughs> home. What? <laughs> Kelly! Yes. What I mean, are you, doing? you know, our, I had such disdain for you that I would have rather trick or treated by myself in like some random. I was going to I was my I remember my costume was really stupid. You it was a, Leia? a disc jockey. No, I was a disc jockey, a DJ, although it was a disc what? jockey in my mind. I oh. made a sweatshirt, probably with some bubble paint and I had a hat. These are the things you remember. <laughs> I had this hat. That had a little black. so sad (laughs) for you. I just want to cry. I'm I'm being vulnerable. Don't make fun of me. (laughs) Okay, I had this hat. It was like a a sun hat. And I... I At least we're laughing. This is where we can end the podcast. It had small little black circles, which were supposed to be records that I tied from the edge of the hat, all around the hat, like really creative disc jockey jockey, situation. Anyway, I think the reason I quit treating was because one of the houses, the lady asked me what I was, and (laughs) she asked me if I was (laughs) Minnie Pearl, which was The lady from Hee Haw that had a price tag hanging out. And I was like, yes, I am. And then I went home. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm fine. Everything's fine, guys. I'm fine. You know what? In hindsight, like moving was really, really hard in that way. I didn't have any friends and it always took me a while to find friends. And so I guess I decided to do something on my own.
1: I like it's so crazy when you said you had such disdain for me because I was editing our podcast about Spare where I said, you know, we're talking about being competitive toward one another. And I wanted to be with you. And you said it took you a really, really long time to understand that. I had to edit it like seven times. And every time I was like, <laughs> like to not put around. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I don't know. I, that has to come from a parenting So here's what's interesting. Yeah, I I, I think so. I'm obsessed with this book right now, obviously. Which book are you reading? I I didn't catch it. (laughs) (laughs) And they have this whole thing about siblings. And here's what's interesting. They had this little boy and he was four or five. And she said that like she just never knows when he's going to get angry. And they were doing phone letters in the bathtub and a phone letter dropped and he like jumped out of the bathtub and started like hitting her. And she was like. I just, I held his arms and legs to protect myself. And then when he does that, then I say, well, I'm not gonna lay with you tonight because I'm afraid you're gonna hurt me or hit me. So they sent all of these strategies for her. And then they said, you know, they have this whole thing about are their basic needs being met, right? We have to think about, are they eating? Could they be tired? Could they be hungry? Could they be thirsty? And then they were like, they went through those things. And, and then they said, Has there been a change in the house? And they listed all of these changes that could happen, right? Did you move? Is there a change in babysitter? Are you pregnant? Is there a baby? You know, has there been any changes you could think of? Is this because of this sudden aggression? And then the mom wrote back and said, oh my gosh, it would have never clicked for me. But his little brother is crawling and taking his toys. And so there's this big battle with the toys. And that's where I feel like, you know, as a parent, I'm sure you and I messed up on the way we handled that, you know, because, like, he was ripping the toys out of the baby's hand, right? So as a parent, you're going to be like, don't take that out of the baby, you know, right? But instead, she went and sat down and talked to him, and it was because they were giving the baby all of his old toys. And it was, like, causing all of these issues, and mm. so he was able to talk about his issues, and he was like, and I don't want him to have this certain toy. So then they did the troubleshooting. Well, what can we do because you want his toys and you don't want him to touch your toys? And so they did all this brainstorming on what they can do with the toys and playing with the brother. But it just makes me think, like, right, I would have came in and my friend had told me a long time ago, bringing home a baby to another child is like if your husband walks in the door with a new wife and is like, this woman's going to live with us now. And that resonated with me a lot. So I did a whole bunch with Gabby on bringing baby home and preparing for the sibling yeah, You're talking about the yeah, sibling yeah. and how we can still have special time together. And so I just feel like they brought me home and then they're like you guys are twins.
0: I agree. I spent a lot of time continue to spend time to make sure my kids love each other and are nurtured in a way that the oldest feels a sense of responsibility for the youngest and the youngest feels a sense of respect for the oldest but like also pushing that they have their own individuality. So all of that stems from my own upbringing and the fact that I want Wes to feel a sense of responsibility for Beckett. I did not. I didn't feel like I was your big sister. You know, I didn't feel like I needed to take care of you. And that's sad. I think that's sad. I guess I wish I would have been because I think that you did look up to me so much and were so... Kelly, you didn't keep me down. I keep, I was like, whack all. I never got it. Don't worry. I never got it. But I never Never like I was never told to like (laughs) I was never told to like take care of you. And that like you came to Notre Dame like you came to college where I went to college and like I did such. Right asshole here. thing it's, it's, know, it's was been like, 18 years but I think you want me to go to the same college as
1: you
0: <laughs> once in a while right no don't get me wrong that definitely once in a while I was like okay my little sister's gonna hang out with us but most of the time I wanted you not to be around and I just yeah. I feel sad for that because I don't know I just feel like if I could have been coached differently I might have had a different point of view than I had allowed on. to have your
1: feelings or whatever but I think you're being so hard on yourself. I have a lot of examples of you being mean to me, but the two times are when I was in kindergarten, I was finally in school with you when I saw you in the playground. And I was like, Kelly, and you were like, shut up, don't talk to me.
0: <laughs>
1: so I would have been That was when six, we lived in Nebraska. Seven or eight, yeah, and you were, and I was like, so excited to see you on the playground. And that was, that was devastating. And then when I started middle school. I don't school, remember that one. And I started middle school and we went to a like school that was seven through 12. And so when I was going into seventh grade, I wanted you to show me how to do your locker and everything. And you had Julie do it. Do you remember your friend, your friend Julie? Julie Morford. Yeah. You had Julie do it. Like you didn't want me to be around you at all. So, you so had, ridiculous. You.
0: Right. It's so
1: funny. It's so funny to me. Like those times I felt rejected. But the other times I knew you were rejecting me, but it just like bounced right <laughs> off like <laughs> When I, like, got into your physics class and you were a senior. and I Oh, was,
0: God, uh, yes. And you were
1: like, shut up. You, I just remember you turn around and you're like, shut up. You actually
0: and got I had an A and I got a B or something. Or maybe on a test, you I actually did better than me. Yeah. I don't know.
1: But I remember you told me, you told me, like, shut up. And I just, it just, at that point, I was just like, oh, you just have, like, a different school persona than vibe I do. I and... was <laughs> <It's> like, we're <Rachel's> just <laughs> a different vibe. It's fine. <laughs> and I remember I wanted, I don't know if I was purposefully trying to be with you but when I made varsity and you were the captain but I know you didn't really want me there because volleyball was like your big thing but
0: I don't remember like from a sports perspective I don't ever feel a that we were competitive or b like it bothered me I don't remember because I mean for volleyball we just needed all the help we could get Many other sports. Like we were in track together. Well, I actually, team. I mean, were we the were in the dance team. Yeah, we were the dance team together. We were on track together. We did a lot of the Volleyball. same activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, softball. We didn't play softball together. Did I think play we soft- played CYO together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did CYO. for a while.
1: Yeah, and then did you play outside CYO in the summer? No,
0: okay. because I didn't have any friends that played. Yeah, and I mean yeah. the like. The girls who are older than me hated me, so I couldn't have played softball with them. So Stephanie didn't play Stephanie Mora, yeah.
1: Stephanie, if you're listening, you
0: weren't. Very I doubt much she to listens. Sister, she was a bully to me. It's okay. She was what very about Shelley? Yeah, but she was friends with Stephanie, so they played together all the time.
1: And you want to tell your kids, like, oh, don't even worry about it. You know, you're going to move away and go to have this amazing life, and you're never going to see that person again. At the time, right? That's really devastating. And I can tell you right now what's so funny is I probably was bullied by different people, but because you were so mean to me, you're like, yeah, oh, that's nothing. It's like, I pro- Stephanie probably hated me too. It was like, I'm going to crack her. I <laughs> don't want <worry. laughs> to keep trying.
0: But when we were growing up, you were kind of the class clown, I think. You were one, you did some really funny things. Remember, you used to dress up as a nerd in your uniform? You had those glasses, wasn't it? Was it like mom's safety glasses? Yeah. <laughs> What is that
1: about? I don't even know. What was that about? I don't know. Anyway, so that's so funny. That
0: quest for attention. It is interesting, especially even as as my kids get older, especially get into high school. I hope they have a very different experience. I'm very excited for the next stage of West because he's been in these schools where there's like only like he went from like maybe 15ish, 20ish kids to 30ish kids, which stills in a lot to going to like a couple hundred. I just hear great things about a lot of my friends whose kids have gone to high school and really felt like they were able to finally kind of like spread their wings and find their people. So I'm excited about that. We didn't have that. I was thinking about that recently, too, where I was like, what if we went to Hutch High instead of going to Trinity? What if would I have had different friends? Like you just sort of fall into this.
1: Well, I yeah, I don't think as much Hutch High as if we would have stayed in Colorado. That school was so good and would have gone to that stuff. But I think would we have had the confidence to go to a school like Notre Dame? You know, we were able to be in so many things and have such a well-rounded education. For sure. That is what got you out.
0: I don't think I would have gone to Notre Dame if I wouldn't have gone to Trinity, to your point. Because I think just the community and the support we had, the staff at the school and everything else just really... Encouraged you to do your best, and there were just a lot of opportunities to be successful.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things I try to check myself because I want Gabby, I wanted Gabby to have this high school experience that I had, but it's very different because she's an elite athlete and in club ball, and so then she can't do all the school things, right? And so I am excited that her high school will have softball this year because she'll be able to have friends, and that's what she's talking about. It's like everyone. Joined all these sports and is doing all these things, and then they are they're all friends. And then she feels like she's not able to engage in the school as much because we're out doing softball. And so yeah, and I also think every kid is different. Yeah, and I agree. Wes is super social, so he'll probably
0: be fine. You know? Yeah, I don't expect them to have the same experience I had. To your point, I want them to like experience. I mean, there's just it's a bigger place, right? I mean, academically, I, mean, yeah. I want there to be more well, options.
1: So basically, just whatever, I know we're we're ending and summarizing, but like I know we need I felt like in your class it was like really nerdy, really, really nerdy religious girls and then girls that partied and drank and smoked.
0: Yeah. And there wasn't wasn't a lot lot of just And then there were the pregnant girls.
1: Right. Right. And so there weren't a lot of people that like one that were like kind of cool, but like got good grades or whatever. And I felt like my yes. class was a whole bunch of Jessica's. We were super competitive with one another. We all got really good grades and we all played sports and we all were younger siblings. And so there was a close group of 15 girls. But so it was just different because I felt like I kind of felt that for you. So I felt like when you went to college, it seemed like you really found your tribe.
0: It took me you know? longer and though. So,
1: me too. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, if I ever found my tribe in college, I think you might I
0: saw. Different. A girl, Your I didn't princess. say anything to her, I was at the airport waiting to board when I went to Boston and this chick had a BP sweatshirt on and I kept looking at her and I was like, ah, oh, she doesn't have any wrinkles. She won't know my sister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, my legacy is that I changed us from the BP Banshees to the BP Babes. So you could let her know
0: that. Oh. It would have been a Banshee. But is there a plaque?
1: Was, uh, president. I was hall president. So just let her know that.
0: Okay. Skin yeah. Just, no. That's a good claim
1: to fame. I should put that on my, I should, should like update my CV. Stick that on there. Anyway, but I think the most important thing is that we just, I know, validate, validate, validate. Again, if you were interested in any of the tips, love the book, How to Talk When Kids Won't Listen. I think that's awesome. And you can just flip through it on chapters you might want. And I think, you know, my kids range from 8 to 15. And I think I can really use all those tools. And I think we can stay in tune to recognize there is some sibling stuff. That we need to just, I think it's helpful to be attuned to.
0: Yeah. You know? Yep. You know? Great point. This was a good mom talk. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's
1: episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. Or we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.